This is Laura Van Arendonkbaugh, and you're listening to To Write and Have Written, a writer's guide to the business side. This is an audio recording of the weekly live stream where you can join us each Tuesday on Twitch. Details and a schedule of upcoming guests and topics can be found at lauravab.com. Now to this week's episode. Hello. Sorry, I'm trying to get organized over here. Had my studio area completely reset. Let's see. Good enough. Eh, we're close. Whatever. So I've been playing with my audio things and uh, been moving stuff around trying to make make things work. So didn't realize until I went live and saw my camera that I was like, oh, didn't didn't put everything back. Thank you, Bridger. Yeah, these are fun little earrings. So, all right. So today is just going to be a work along with me because I am so buried, you guys. Um, yeah, uh, this is definitely probably a week I should have just canceled the stream, but I really didn't want to do that. So I'm going to try to do some work. Uh, online with you guys. So if you want to grab some projects and we're going to work along, it's not quite a create-in. I am going to be doing something a little more directed than that. Um, And well, hey, let me just be honest, like we can do what we want here, right? So I was thinking I would work um, and show how I'm tackling a couple of uh, writing projects and uh, you can ask questions or chime in or we could do group brainstorming um not like everybody on one project but like we could all work on our own projects or whatever we want to do yeah so we have options um and let me know too how the music level is because what i have learned over the last few weeks is that what you guys hear in the music and what i hear in the music are not the same things (laughs) so let me know if that's a problem um but anyway what i'm thinking there we go. Um, can we can we get all the word here, please? Nope, you're not gonna do that. You're just gonna maybe please. Nope. Okay, it's just gonna be like that. Fine. Ah, let's try this. Does this work better? Yeah, that works. Okay, let's do that. Quiet background music. Good. Thanks for letting me know that, Bridger. Okay. Uh, let me let me find where I left my things. Oh, by the way, uh, when words collide is happening this weekend. Uh, when words collide is usually a conference and book festival in Calgary, Alberta. This year, it is still a conference and book festival, but instead of being in Calgary, it is on your couch, uh, where you can uh, hop on from anywhere on the planet, and it is actually free to attend virtually. So if you want to check that, when words collide, uh, oh, what is it? I think it's .org. I think it's .org. Should we check? Oh, thank you for the follow. I appreciate that. Fragile. Okay, hold on. Fragilities. Okay. Sorry. Uh, thanks for thanks for joining. Um, anyway, there are 
quite a lot of sessions happening that you can jump in on that free conference. I am sitting on several panels and teaching several sessions. Uh, and then there are just a truckload of things going on. Um, so check that out when words collide. You know what? I'm going to double check that. I can't remember if it's .com or .org. I don't want to steer people wrong. WhenWordsCollide.org. And that is words, not worlds. It's a pun. Get it? Get it? Yeah. Okay. Oh, thanks, Bridger's on it. <laughs> Bridger's like, yeah, it's .org. I said that 20 minutes ago. Pay attention. Okay. So, all right. Um, yeah, so where did I leave stuff? Give me a second here. Did I? Please wait. Please stand by. Please listen to this lovely, peaceful music while... There you go. Okay. I could swear I had this in a file somewhere. Hold on. So I have been absolutely losing my mind. One of the things that I've been trying to do more of is audio, and I committed to doing it. <laughs> Jeopardy themed plays. Thanks, Katie. That helps. Um, but I, I promised as some of my Patreon rewards uh, is more audio included with that. And I have recorded audio, but I'm you know resetting things here, and I cannot get the sweet spot that a ACX has very, very strict parameters on their uh, audio files as, you know, it's not that unreasonable. They want good quality stuff, but I mean, they, I, there is a sweet spot that I cannot hit. And I have, I think I posted them somewhere. I have multiple <laughs> screenshots of me missing the file check by hundredths of a decibel. Uh, and I just can't get uh, you know the RMS up and the and the peaks down and the exact right sweet spot. So that's a stupid amount of time that I'm spending on that. And then I'm hoping once I get it, I can just keep everything set there and it will be fine. Uh, Bridger says yes, it's so hard. All right, I, it's really um, hundreds of a decibel. Like ah, <laughs> I'm so close. Um, and part of it is this this room is not a great audio room and I'm aware of that. I'm doing a lot of mitigation for that, but um, but I don't really wanna just drape this entire room in audio foam. Uh, I, don't, I don't want to do that, so. Um, but, ah, oh, hundreds, so close. Yes. Where did I leave? <laughs> okay, just, let me just do a search over here. Um, I did schedule our Evernote talk. That'll be um, for our business theme next month. So the first Tuesday in September, whatever that actually is. Um, and so that'll be good Evernote stuff, how I use Evernote for writing and then for literally everything. Uh, definitely a lot of Evernote that I rely on on a daily basis. Why are I, where am I? Okay, you know what? I'm gonna have to start from scratch because I can't find 
my five, I'm an adult. <laughs> Where did I put it? That's kind of crazy though. It's making me a little nuts. Um, I had some initial ideas I had written down that I was just gonna paste into this Word doc and work from. Huh. Well, I hope I remember what they are because that was the whole point of writing them down. Hmm. Well, in the meantime, um, I got some cool lapel pins for the Shard of Align. I'll be shipping those to patrons tomorrow, and then they'll go up for sale generally after that. But patrons are getting them as a, an advertised bonus this week, so, or this month, I guess. So that'll be fun. Let me know if you did your author snapshots this month. This is your, uh, polite and naggy reminder to get those done. The data does not judge you. I can't find this at all. Yeah, so tonight's session is not in fact brainstorming. Tonight's session is where did Laura put the ideas to work on? Very exciting episode. <laughs> Bridger, Kate and Bridger. Oops, I should do that. This is why I nag gently, gently nagging. Seriously, it's like less than five minutes. You can do it. You could do it, do it while your food's in the microwave because that's how all my food is getting done this week. So things that I'm doing this week. Um, there were a variety of reasons I got slowed down and none of those matter now. Like excuses don't make it. But the, the short version is that I ended up writing two presentations and a two-week course this week and I have some of that done and I have a lot of it that I need to do as soon as we get off here <laughs> but uh, because it's not a course for me because it's a course for someone else um, I'm you know not comfortable working on it on stream right because it's going to be retailed elsewhere so uh, that is you know Great, it's fun, I'm happy to do it. I just still need to do that because it's not done yet. <laughs> okay, where the heck? down let me search for titania where there's no titania what happened to titania there are only two notes here with titania i know that can't be right did i save them somewhere else what did i do what did i actually do so Included in our Evernote talk will be a section on make sure you put your notes where you think you put your notes. If they were in Evernote, I could easily find them. Evernote has a fantastic search feature. That's one of the reasons I like it. 
So clearly I wrote this down somewhere that wasn't Evernote. Let's find out if I put it in paper. Check the notebook. Maybe I forgot that I wrote them somewhere else. why I could not find them in Evernote. Just generously giving us an authentic look into the day-to-day -day life of an author. Oh my gosh, guys, this is so much authenticity. Like, what do they say? Transparency is good. This is so much transparency. Okay, here we go. Now, if this were the Evernote session, I would take a photo of this and then show you that it would become instantly searchable in Evernote, which is fantastic. But um, since it's not, I'm just going to transcribe it here into my Word doc because <laughs> I couldn't actually be bothered to have put it where I thought I put it. Okay. Let me uh, be right there for a second. So a couple things that I wanted to kick around ideas for tonight. Oh, and I should just state like officially legal disclaimer. Uh, I am brainstorming for projects and your presence and participation implies no ownership, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, we're all working on our own stuff tonight. Okay. Um, so be right there. One sec. Let me try actually typing. Also, I could not have searched for Titania because in the notes here, it just says T's, <laughs> which would not have come up. Okay, uh, there are some other bits in there, but none of them are super important. Um, so, and then the other, oh, I wanted to pull up. Let me see if I can grab this for you and share it on the screen. Yes, can we share? Can we get two things at once? Thanks. What we got here? Okay. So uh, if anybody's looking for some fiction calls for submission, here's one to consider. Uh, 
editor is Kevin J. Anderson. Uh, it's called Mirror Mirror. And uh, a friend of mine, uh, Michelle, is in a publishing grad program. And this is uh, kind of a, one of their projects. And they are looking for original fairy tales, not retellings. Uh, 5,000 word cap. And uh, fantasy, science fiction, horror, magical history, and romance elements, classic or genre bending, grim or whimsical, as long as it is new and fresh, must be appropriate for a PG 13 audience. So, I want to do some kicking around ideas for that. Yeah, I thought it sounded really fun. And it pays pro rates. Pro rates are really nice. <laughs> so, um, so I'm gonna kick around some ideas here and I'm gonna attempt to narrate what my brain is doing. <laughs> Make no promises here. Are you guys working on, what am I trying to say? Are you working on your Snapchats? Or are you going to brainstorm along with me? Oh, pro rates. Yeah, I am happy to explain that. So I'm going to speak in US dollars. So just um, be aware. Uh, there are token payments, which means you're going to get just a small amount of money, but you do officially get paid. Uh, so. If I, if, if I do an anthology that does token payments, they might pay me anywhere from 10 to $50 for the story. And usually that comes with a contributor's copy and, and that sort of thing. Uh, these are great places to get started if you don't have a lot of publishing history. Uh, so what you, what you want is something that is going to pay you. <laughs> so uh, uh, that's, and if anybody asks you for money to get published, no is the answer there. It's a very short answer. Um, there are uh, semi-pro rates and that will usually run from like a penny a word to five cents a word-ish. And then pro rates will be six or eight cents a word uh, and up. Uh, the reason this matters, one, we like getting paid for our work. <laughs> so clearly that's, that's a thing. Um, and two, uh, if you are attempting to qualify for some of the membership organizations like uh, Science Fiction Fantasy Writers of America, uh, I believe, I have not checked lately, so absolutely do not quote me on this. I believe that uh, they require like at least three short stories at pro rates or you, know, you can have a novel that has earned out at least X amount, which I'm not even going to pretend to remember or, you know, something like that. Um, but it will specify. And what it means is that it's not that you can't join if you don't have those things, but in order to get to the professional tier, you have to be earning professional income. So uh, you need a, uh, a professional level sales, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I don't know. Did that make sense? Let me know if that made sense. <laughs> I'm, Yes, guys, this is the most authentic episode ever. <laughs> I'm just like, hey, welcome to my stream. I am losing my freaking mind over here, and I may be putting words in order. I don't know. Um, but anyway, yes, yeah, so you can... 
Uh, okay, so the the question is, if it, even at prorates, is it a one-time payout for your story? That completely depends. So I have gotten token rate plus royalties. I have gotten one-time semi-pro payment. I have. I mean, you, you, it's it's all variable. Um, but what you're looking at when you're looking at calls for submission uh, is they will generally indicate what the payment will be um, when they're doing that call for submission. And they will usually say, you know, it'll be three cents a word plus royalties or, you know, or something like that. And it, it should be specified. Um, if it's not clear, feel free to ask. Nobody should ever be offended by the, by the question. Um, and, you know, if they say, oh no, this is just for the exposure, then no. I mean, oh, well, let me take that back. You might make that choice if it's going, if it's a project that you know is targeting a very specific audience that you're really trying hard to get to that particular audience and you see that it then becomes a opportunity later, that kind of thing. Um, but there are, especially in the modern age, uh, quite a few people who would be happy to take advantage of people who want to be published and they'll be like, oh, we're doing this. Um, we're not paying, but you'll get your name out. And we're just asking everyone to contribute publishing costs. And no, what they're doing is they're making money off of you. Like you can do better than that. So, so anyway, again, a long and complicated answer, but it really comes down to, it depends. Uh, and you can look at your, um, you, you, the calls for submission should have details in there. And then of course the contract will spell it out explicitly. And you can, uh, so you can see everything there too before you sign the contract. So, all right, let me know if any of that made sense or if there are follow-up questions there. Um, anyway, so original fairy tale, uh, 5,000 words, that gives me a little bit of room to work with. I tend to write longer. Probably a lot of people would be happy with a 2,000 or 2,500 word count, but I like 5K. <laughs> I'll probably be pushing that pretty hard. So fairy tale is a pretty big category. And what I've found is if I'm trying to come up with ideas, um, you know, just, I want to write a horror story is way too big. Um, so I need to give myself some parameters to work inside. Yeah, if you, if you can, if you get paid, write, write if your brain lets you, yeah. Um, yeah, and if, if really what it comes down to is like, what are your goals, right? Like, I am a professional. I'm trying to continue to develop my professional career. I'm not going to do, you know, work for free. Um, now, I may choose to do charity work, okay? Like, I might contribute a story to a project that is fundraising for something. You know, that, that's, that's legit. That's not working for free. That's donating, okay? I'm not paying somebody else to publish me. So anyway, so these are two different projects that I am just going to try to kick around some concepts for. And um, yeah, so if you guys uh, are, I think somebody said they might be brainstorming along tonight, uh, uh, who she also wants to do a project, then great. Um, if, you could wanna, if, you, if you don't have anything to work on tonight, do your snapshots. There you go. All right, so 
do here. My usual get started with brainstorming involves lots of music. I try to get something that's um, maybe a little bit genre appropriate. Uh, one, one time I needed to do something that was actually ended up working out being basically a space western. So I just put on a ton of Lindsey Sterling and walked around with Lindsey Sterling on loop. Um, especially, oh, what's one? Oh my gosh, what's, what's the track? The video is the Old West Sonic Battles. You guys know, does, does that make sense to anybody? Oh, okay, thanks, Bridger. Yeah, sorry, Lazarus. Um, Lazarus, I'm... Snapshots are, we are tracking, um, tracking progress in data metrics that we actually care about, which is not all of them. So uh, I, I would know things like, you know, did I sell books? How many people did I add to my newsletter? You know, that sort of thing. Um, there is, you know, stuff definitely in the in previous uh, instances on that and we've got breakdowns and I've got, you can download an Excel sheet from my website for this if you don't want to make your own, uh, that sort of thing. So we're trying to, uh, just trying to see, you know, if we're making progress and we don't want to get bogged down with how do I feel about this. That's not fair. That that mostly just depends on whether or not I had lunch lately. Uh, or and instead we want to look at, you know, the data like, okay, uh, I had a really frustrating week, but I got a bunch of new subscribers to my newsletter. So it's, you know, I'm clearly reaching the people I'm trying to reach or, oh, I put a lot of effort into this. Uh, none of it panned out. This was not a great use of my time. I'm going to change what I'm doing before I lose more time on that project. So, yep, yep. Sorry, I was not clear there. I was just assuming everybody knew what I was talking about. But yeah, we've done uh, we've done walkthroughs and actual you know, much more uh, helpful <laughs> talks about that than what I'm doing tonight, which is. Um, just trying to keep my head above water. That's all I'm doing right now. Okay. What is the name of that track? Okay. Just going to check it. Round Table Rival. Thank you. Yes, so I just played Roundtable Rival on loop until I came out with a uh, space horror western, which I really liked. Actually, this is um, my I still have the story. Uh, it's went at, it did go out, but it ended up being I had to cut it down to hit word count, and it did not want to be cut down at all. So the cut down version was not. I mean, okay brutally honest it wasn't it wasn't good like it should have been because it needed to be a longer piece and I cut too too much of it down to make word count so uh, I'm waiting to find it a home where it can be in its full size and get everything in there so oh <laughs> hi paper boat yeah we're fine we're fine we're fine um, yeah no I'm just ridiculously over project this week and um, yeah, thanks for thanks for checking in. No, I uh, I have too many too many things to catch up on, and I wrote two presentations yesterday and today, 
And after the stream, I'm going to go back and write some more courses and that's it. So we're good. Um, oh, <laughs> please don't think headshots. Um, definitely not next to the other things. <laughs> so unless photography headshots, we could be doing high photography headshots. That'd be fine. So. Okay. Yeah. So Lars is, is saying, um, having a, a word count goal does help you push harder. Yeah. So there's two kinds, two kinds of writers. There are overwriters and underwriters, and it has nothing to do with insurance that, um, you know, it, so usually I will, and I'm much better now because I've had a lot of practice, but, um, I would write too much and then go back and strip it out to make it a cleaner, tighter piece. Uh, so, you know, like I would be maybe possibly a little bit repetitive, maybe, uh, more description than was needed, you know, that kind of thing. So for me, writing long and then cutting back is, was, was what I had to learn how to do. And, um, but then other people write too lean and then they have to go in and bulk it up a little bit. So, so know yourself, right? Like nobody hits the sweet spot right at the, <laughs> at the gate. That's not how it works. That would be great. It's not how it works. So, oh, paper boat is doing some late night editing. Yes. And, uh, yeah. So if you're in the UK, it is, it is later night for you. Um, I will be joining you in the late night projecting. <laughs> it is only evening here, but, uh, but I have all the things. Yeah. Um, it was really funny. I was doing an interview this afternoon, um, on a podcast and, um, she's like, so what are you up to? And I'm like, I am this was just a really bad time to ask me that, you know, what I'm working on. And she said, so how many things did you say yes to? And I'm like, okay, in my defense, one of these was not my fault. I never agreed to do it. It just showed up. And so, um, but sometimes, yes, sometimes the saying yes is indeed my fault and I need to own that, but not entirely this time. So, yeah, so this is a lot of me talking and I haven't actually gotten anything done yet. So let's take a few minutes to work. Um, so just a little mini sprint here. I'm not gonna bother to pull up the timer, um, but just everybody grab, uh, you know, whatever whatever you're working on tonight, go ahead and, um, oh, I will go ahead and tell you next week is gonna be a little bit different as well. It is going to be a work along um, because I'm trying to make better choices about <laughs> my scheduling for the next couple of weeks. Um, but next week, is when I'm going to be finalizing and ordering my materials for my author table at Gen Con, because Gen Con is happening this year. It's just happening late. Normally it would have already taken place. Um, so I'm gonna walk through, like these are my plans. This, this is how I'm doing my display. This is what I'm hoping to have you know, in stock and, and what I'm doing to have some attention getting materials and all of that. So I'm gonna walk through. Uh, while I'm finalizing those, I'll explain what I do because I actually, quite enjoy doing author tables. And um, if you've heard me talk before about marketing and how half of marketing is filtering out the people who are not your target audience and setting up your author table is the perfect example of that. You know, I don't want everybody who walks down the aisle to stop at my table. Um, that would feel really great, but it would be hi highly inefficient because not all of those people are going to be my target reader, right? Um, I want people to walk by, glance at my table and go, oh, that's for me. <laughs> I need to stop there. Or people walk by, glance at it and go, eh, not my thing and keep going, thereby keeping the area clear for people who are my target audience. So 
yeah, so that's what I'm going to be doing. Oh, let me double check. I'm pretty sure that's next week. Hold on. I have calendars for these things. <laughs> you guys also have calendars. Like I do have a calendar that says what we're doing. Um, yeah, that is next week, the 17th. So, um, so yeah, I can always, always check that, but that's what I will be doing next time. Oh no. Oh, paper boat. Publishers I'm working for asked how soon I could get my current edit done. I stupidly promised tomorrow with 100 pages left to go. Oh, we send all the caffeine to Paper Boat. Um, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So fair trade dark chocolate is my super secret drug of choice. Not really much of a secret. Um, that is um, that is what I am. Yeah. So good best 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 wishes to you paper boat all the uh, all the power. So please 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 get your edits done. Yeah, Kate is sending coffee in the chat. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. So, an original fairy tale. So let me think. Fairy tales um are frequently about hmm, let me think. Uh, we need to yeah, enable somebody to achieve something that socially or physically they wouldn't be able to do normally, um, which is quite on brand for me. I'm always thinking about, you know, everybody has agency even when they think they don't. That's, that's one of my things that shows up a lot in my work. So that's pretty fairy tale friendly. So I can think about um, enabling or agency. Um, sorry, this is never something I've ever done while like con trying to concentrate on the process and narrating it, so it's a little crazy. Maybe I'll just turn up the music and we'll all take a few minutes to, to do this. Oh, I have a new anthology out today, by the way. She said while she was supposed to be turning stuff on. But the water anthology, the fourth and final in the four elements, um, came out today. So that's water, selkies, sirens, and sea monsters. So. Hey, paper boat. Um, how do I sum myself up in like two sentences here? Let me think. Um, what kind of stuff do I write is a really broad answer. You know, I usually just say I'm very bad at branding. So I write a lot of speculative fiction, so epic fantasy, urban fantasy, that sort of thing. But I also write nonfiction about animal behavior and training and that sort of thing. So all kinds of places. And then I will occasionally play in other genres, you know dabble in a horror or a mystery story or something. Those are usually shorts, not, not full-length books or anything. Um, yeah, so uh, laravab.com, Victor Alpha Bravo, is my website, and you can see more things there. So, yeah. 
see if I can... hope that link will work. I think that goes to the new anthology that just dropped today. Let's see. And then the air anthology. No, I know I was thinking that um, Ereri, that uh, got the Rome Award um, was in the air anthology. So I was talking about that earlier today on the podcast, but that's not what I meant. Um, the water anthology uh, at When Words Collide this weekend, which is the free online conference that I was referencing earlier. Um, and Taiki Books is having a kind of a launch, kind of a launch, kind of a last year, whatever party. Um, and we will be having a bunch of readings and fun stuff going on with that. So if you're if you're at when words collide, meaning if you're on your couch with your tablet <laughs> or whatever, um, you can stop by and, and see some of those. Oh, you got a 404 error. That's pretty much on me. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, definitely paper boat. Do not spend any time looking at anything that's not your own work tonight. <laughs> I'm I am very uh, very sympathetic to deadlines. Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's go back and see. Is that the same? Oh, yeah, because I mistyped it because I was talking and typing at the same time. Yes, sorry, there's the corrected link in the chat now. Sorry. I should know better than to talk and type or indeed to talk and do anything else. That is definitely a thing that it's not my skill set. <laughs> right, let's go up here. Paper boat, if you want to tell us what, what it is that you're editing, um, if you're comfortable sharing, totally up to you.
Okay, I'm sorry, I'm reading up on editing up a historical romance that's ghostwritten, so you can't go to these details, but, but bravo, picking up a ghostwriting job, excellent. And mostly run fantasy, sci-fi, and romance, cool. Yeah, and uh, I think it's not, I don't spend as much time there, but I think the um, fantasy romance and the sci-fi romance, like, you know, blending those a little bit, I think there's a lot of, a lot of interest in those. So, yeah, but, but bravo on that. Great. Yeah, the, the tough time with having, like, writing for hire and writing personally is that writing for hire takes precedence over your personal writing, so I feel sympathy for that, but, but also paychecks are good, so, <laughs> yeah. um, but, but yeah, happy editing and all the, all the caffeine in your direction, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're talking about paid to write, which is the dream, but you do kind of sell your soul, or at least your name, and you're saying things, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I get that. Kate, Kate can <laughs> agrees, do not gamble with the Fae, just don't. Yeah, but in this case, if they got a marker from Puck, apparently it worked, but I can't imagine that's going to be great long-term. So my theory is it must be somebody who is Fae equivalent. So I don't know if we're talking about some Tanifa or what. Uh, this project does need to be related to the South Pacific, um, which is why I'm uh, going into, and this is like, something else that's not been announced yet, so I'm not going to go into a ton of details, but... Um, but I was invited to play here, so uh, so I got to think about you know maybe some Tanifa and this who are gambling with the Fey and Puck got into a international supernatural poker game. Don't know. That's what brainstorming is. <laughs> Doesn't have to make sense yet. We got time. All right. All I know is that ultimately there there has to be some South Pacific urban fantasy. And uh, you know, for those of you who have not hung out with me and read my urban fantasy, which is completely legit, um, uh, this this is part of this. These would be characters that are uh, obviously Puck's a 
not not my character. I'm just borrowing him uh, from folklore. But uh, Robin Archer is the protagonist in the series, so this would be part of that, connected to that. That's what that reference is to the Wig Adventure. That's an, that's a previous uh, previous in, uh, story incident. So. I'm thinking um, Queen Titania has a little changeling boy whom she's very fond because that was pretty much the driving incident of the face side of Midsummer Night's Dream. Uh, so if Puck borrowed him and took him to the South Pacific and misplaced him, I'm sure there would be some very awkward uh, fallout from that. sure pucks like that really terrible uncle or something he was left left in charge to babysit for like two days two days you took the kid to the south pacific and lost him in a gambling match what were you even thinking so what's everybody else working on Besides Paperboat, who is frantically revising, <laughs> maybe not frantically, Paperboat might be super cool and chill and just quietly sipping tea while making edits. Like that, that could be happening as well. But uh, what else is going on out there? In the random news department, the anthology that I mentioned, the water anthology. Apparently, I just heard this from the editor today, something glitched on Amazon and Amazon lost all the pre-orders for that title. Um, and so good news, they're filling orders that are placed today, but everybody who had pre-ordered just didn't get, which is really rough because of course we really like pre-orders because that means people buy it when they're thinking of it and they don't say, oh, six months later, I'll hope I remember and check for it, right? So, ah, how frustrating, but there's nothing we can do about it, so. Brainstorming your next writing project, Kate, and avoiding writing back matter for the Wayward King, so Windward King, Windward King. I always want to say Wayward, but it's not right. Um, so, how much back, there shouldn't be that much back matter, that should be that terrifying, I hope. Mostly, I am awesome. Please sign up for my newsletter so you can get my lightless novel when it comes out. Sorry. I'm never going to let poor Kate go about giving me a nightless, lightless novel. He's wayward too. He is a little wayward. He is a little wayward. Windward just, my brain, my brain gets it, my mouth doesn't. The Windward King. Windward. Oh, acknowledgements are super hard. You're right. Yeah. Never mind. Just do what you want. I get it. <laughs> I'm just, which sounds so ungrateful to say like acknowledgements are hard. 
because that doesn't mean I don't want to acknowledge people and you know, and I'm not, not that I'm not grateful for assistance. Mostly I just lock myself into terror of who am I forgetting and how bad is that gonna look when I don't, when I, when I remember two weeks later, oh my gosh, I should have included, yeah. So yeah, acknowledgements are hard. <laughs> no, 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 that's, that's definitely not just you, no. But it is really nice because this morning, um, somebody who I had acknowledged in a book found it and sent me a photo of the page, <laughs> like, like just, uh, you know, s snapshotted the, the book page and sent it to me with smiley faces because she found herself acknowledged in the book. So, you know, it, it is good to do, um, but, but yeah, doesn't make it easier to do. Totally get that. <laughs> oh, and I just got an email that my Proof corrections were made, so yay! That's done. I love checking things off my list, <laughs> especially this week. Anything I'm, I'm going to check, like you know, brush. I'm going to put brush teeth on my list just so I can check it off. Yeah, <laughs> I please just let me get stuff done. Yes. All right. All right. So I do want to give you guys the calendar out for the rest of the month, that which is published on the calendar because I have caught up and actually. Got it, gotten it all entered on the calendar, but just a heads up. Um, tonight was a little bit odd, as you know. Excuse me, I think I'm gonna sneeze. Maybe, maybe not, maybe not. Oh, Paper Boat says, one benefit of ghostwriting, no need to worry about people being peeved for not shouting them out. It's <laughs> a good point, good point. Oh, yes. Acknowledgements about the author and the book description are the hardest part, says Bridger. Yeah, um, about the author, I, I just finally like just banged one out and I just keep modifying the same thing. Um, and, and yeah, that's the only way I get through that. <laughs> just, it's close. Book description, book descriptions are the worst. Almost as bad as summaries. We hate them. Anyway, uh, calendar. So tonight was a little bit weird and a little bit different. Next week is going to be the building out my author table. Um, I'm gonna be finalizing that and ordering my materials. So I'll just talking through those things. Uh, the 24th is our regularly scheduled create in. So bring your projects for that. And then the 31st is our fifth Tuesday in the month, which means it is a field trip week. And um, so we're in, gonna do something a little bit fun and different. And I've invited Elena, who has been on the stream before, my sister, uh, to come and speak to us. Um, and I, I want it to be a, uh, it's gonna be a world building thing, a uh, world building exercise. If you have heard me enthuse before about how absolutely everything is connected and you don't, you know, you can't just tweak something and then, you know, nothing, nothing else has changed. Like, you know, society is all influenced by all of society. I didn't say any of that very well. Just pretend I made sense there. Anyway, um, so like when we were talking about, you know, here's a 
really famous hostage situation and that's how cup ramen gets big right like those kinds of things um and if that didn't make any sense to you that's in a previous <laughs> you can you can catch that video previously um where was i going so this would be the same kind of thing this is actually going to be on transportation and it is why i'm just going to make up my little summary here on the fly um how equine influenza ends up bringing electricity to rural households there you go um and the short version is equine influenza it uh, was really spurred the development of the interurban uh in the united states uh where uh you know the interurban which is practically unknown today which is amazing because it was a huge transportation network uh you could as she will probably explain get on a, an interurban train in New York City and get off in Wisconsin and just, you know, keep going. Um, and, it's, and we're not talking like the big passenger trains. We're talking the interurban between cities kinds of trains that connecting, uh, you know, this, the rural communities and the suburbs and all of that. Um, and those, uh, what am I trying to say? Uh, those companies were frequently rerun by th those trains, those transportation companies were frequently run by the power companies because they were all electric trains, right? Like, where did our electric trains go? And we, uh, and so, the, and so the electric trains would run to from town to town and bring the electricity to the town. And then when the train stopped running at night, the electricity would turn off. Okay, so if you wanted to get anything done with your fancy new electric sewing machine or whatever, uh, you had to do it while the trains were running. Anyway, really cool stuff, how it affected you know, those communities, how it connected things, how transportation industry was hugely affected by all of this stuff, and great for your world building. So that'll be happening uh, on Tuesday the 31st. Thank you for following Paperboat, I appreciate that. Yeah, all of those are on this stream. We're here every Tuesday at 7 Eastern, which I think is midnight-ish for you if you're in the UK. I don't know. Probably depends on where you are. Please don't take my word for anything. Um, my author bio is ridiculous, which is just right for me. Yes, Kate, <laughs> my current author bio, I believe, says um, I have summited dormant, extinct, and active volcanoes, but none has yet accepted my sacrifice or something like that because I'm... Uh, I'm from the Midwest. I can't talk about myself. We just don't do that. So, <laughs> so but anyway, yeah, the, the, the transportation talk um, should be really relevant to anybody who's building worlds. And if you're not building worlds, but you like history, um, yeah, come and, come and check that out. Uh, it's just, you know, I'm in Indianapolis. We had the largest, we had the first union station and the largest light rail transportation network on the planet with electric trains and we gave it all up <laughs> because you know cars uh and and here we are today in 2021 going <laughs> where was that <laughs> when we went yeah 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 so oh <laughs> so um yeah. Okay. So it, my, my time zoning was, was not that far off. Okay, good. I'm like, I like it when I guess correctly. Um, but good, good. Yes. We want electric trains, right? I know with them back. So anyway, all of, all of that will be on uh, the 31st.
so. And then we're here every Tuesday uh, after that. And then the first week of September, which, what is that? Is that, hold on, I have a calendar to tell me these things. That's when we're going to do the Evernote talk. Um, that is the seventh. Yeah. Um, and that's when we will do the Evernote talk for that. So, okay. Thank you, Bridger. Yes, <laughs> which I probably could have worked out if I had really thought about it. What comes after the 31st should be the 7th. But I think I mentioned that my brain is a little divided tonight. And yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, we are closing on our time. And I did at least get some things down. I probably didn't really have the most productive brainstorming session, but that's okay. I actually really was happy to have the break and, um, and chat and hang out with you guys a little bit. And then I'm going to get off and go work on, uh, my project that has to be worked on a little bit more privately and, um, and write things, <laughs> right. And this is all, this is all nonfiction. This is all behavior stuff. So I need to get that, uh, underway. <laughs> Mark the marker. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I need to check. I know there's just a wee bit about the Changeling Boy in Midsummer's Night's Dream. And um, I want to say he, he was the daughter of a... I don't know if Shakespeare actually described her as a witch or or something, but some woman who was fairly dedicated to Titania, the the fairy queen, um, and that's how Titania ended up with the boy. And I don't remember the details beyond that because it's been six or seven years since I've seen <laughs> the play or, or seen a production or anything. So um, anyway, uh, I need to check on that and see where he was from because I'm pretty sure. He was from some place that uh, Elizabethan England would have considered exotic. So, um, you know, he may need to have a a name more reflective of his origins. But uh, I just don't remember. That's what's what research is for. <laughs> we'll check that later. Otherwise, regardless of his name, Puck could certainly call him Mark the Marker regardless because Puck be like that. Yeah. Okay. So guys, thanks for hanging out. I'm going to get off now, get some food, and then uh, get to work on things. But I am so glad that you joined me. And um, thanks for coming and hanging out with us, Paper Boat and Fragilities. Uh, and yeah, um, I'll be around. I'll see you guys next week. Everybody have a fantastic period of time wherever you are. <laughs> and good luck with your projects. And I will catch you later. Thank you for listening. You can find details on the weekly live stream, upcoming guests and topics, subscription and support information, and more at lauravab.com. Your shares, reviews, and support are very much appreciated. Until next time.